The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Elizabeth Fry lived in England in the late 1700s and the first half of the 1800s. She was a Christian in the Quaker tradition. In the year 1813, uh, Elizabeth visited Newgate Prison in London, and there she found 300 women with their children crowded into a space designed for 60 people. And here's how one biographer describes the conditions at this prison, which were normal prison conditions of the day. Women ate, defecated, and slept in the same confined area. If an inmate had children, they accompanied her to prison and lived in the same inhumane conditions. For those without help from family, friends, or charities, the options were to beg and steal food or to starve to death. Many women begged for alcohol as well, languishing naked and drunk. The sight of children clinging to their mothers as they were dragged to the gallows was a scene replayed time and again. Just an awful, horrible situation that Elizabeth bore witness to in Saul as she visited Newgate Prison. Despite many protestations from others in society that there was no hope for such people and that prison should be a cruel and horrible place in order to encourage deterrence, Elizabeth began to serve the women of Newgate. She began to bring them food and clothing she visited with them day after day and year after year. She treated them with respect and dignity. She often asked them what they desired and what they needed and how she could best serve them. She created educational opportunities and advocated that prisons should be more concerned with reform than punishment. She pleaded for women on death row and if no one responded to her plea, she walked with them as they headed to the gallows. She created prison reform organizations and lobbied parliament. And all of this work led to prison reform across England, which eventually spread to the wider Europe and even to the United States. Elizabeth's faith in God and following of Jesus is what motivated her and led her to engage in this life of service and caring for her neighbor. Following Jesus and loving our neighbors is going to ask us to do challenging things at times. Following Jesus is going to ask us to go to places we might prefer not to go to, to visit with people that we might prefer not to visit with, and to make sacrifices that we would rather not make. It's challenging when God's Spirit comes to us and says, go, 
go serve. It was hard for Elizabeth. It would have been far easier for Elizabeth to spend her days in polite society enjoying her life. Consider our reading in Mark this morning. Mark's gospel tends to keep things moving. It tends to kind of have a rapid pace to it. In the seven verses that we read this morning, there are actually three separate scenes that take place and are described. Scene number one has Jesus at the Jordan River being baptized and the Spirit of God descending on Jesus like a dove. And a voice from heaven says, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is a wonderful, a heartwarming scene. It is a joyous scene. It's a beautiful scene there with Jesus in the river. Reading this scene, we might remember and think about the many baptisms that we have bore witness to and all the warm and positive feelings we have had when we see someone else baptized. We say, yeah, this is a good thing that's happening. This is a wonderful celebratory thing to engage in. And then our reading gives us a second scene. There the Spirit drives Jesus out into the wilderness. Jesus is tempted by Satan. He lives out there with the wild beasts for 40 days. Angels are taking care of him. This is a less warm and positive scene. Out in the wilderness, there's wild animals having to face temptation. This is a situation that many of us would rather not find ourselves in. We'd rather not have to go through that kind of experience. And then Mark keeps the, the train rolling and we get to scene number three. Here after the wilderness, we get a summary of Jesus' work. Jesus is proclaiming the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe. Jesus is beginning his ministry. He's getting work. He's, he's getting to work. He's doing what needs to be done. He's getting after it. One thing I want you to notice about these three scenes is the juxtaposition or the contrast between scene number one and scene number two. Scene one is the baptism. Joyous, wonderful, celebratory. Jesus hears, this is my son, I'm pleased with you. And then we have scene two. Jesus is out in the wilderness, kind of miserable. He only has the wild animals and Satan to hang out with. Much less pleasant. The second thing to notice about these two scenes is to notice the work of the Spirit that happens there. In scene one at the baptism, the Spirit comes down on Jesus like a dove. This peaceful bird settling on Jesus. It's accompanied by these wonderful words again, Beloved, I'm pleased with you, I'm happy with you. And then in scene two, the Spirit is driving Jesus out into the wilderness, casting him out. The same word that is used here that talks about what the Spirit is doing to Jesus is the same word that is used when Jesus meets people that are possessed by demons and Jesus casts the demons out from that person, sending them away, driving them off. What Jesus does to those demonic spirits, now the Spirit of God is doing to Jesus, driving him out, casting him out. We see that our text tells us that the Spirit does this immediately. Scene two takes immediately, takes place immediately after scene one. Jesus gets baptized, right? He's feeling close to God, hearing these wonderful words of God. 
and then the Spirit immediately drives him out into the wilderness to be tempted and to hang out with the wild beasts. It's almost like this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. At first, the Spirit is there present with Jesus, and it's lovely, and a peaceful dove alighting there on Jesus, and the Spirit, then the Spirit changes into a vulture, and it's flapping its wings, and it's clawing at Jesus, and it's pecking at him, and pushing him out away from that wonderful time in the river, forcing him out deeper into the wilderness. You might begin to wonder, like, it seemed too really necessary, right? Is it really necessary for the Spirit to drive Jesus out in that way? Couldn't we just have, like, scene one and scene three from our reading, right? Jesus gets baptized. It's all wonderful. It's nice. It feels good. And then Jesus begins his ministry. Mark's gospel would say it is necessary. Scene two is valuable. It was necessary for Jesus to have some time to consider what it meant to be the beloved son of God that, is, that pleases the father. What kind of life is Jesus called to live in response to his baptism and his relationship with God? See, the great temptation that Jesus had to face and that we all, all have to face is this. Are we going to be about loving and serving others? Or are we going to be about focusing on ourselves and serving ourselves? Jesus comes out of this time in the wilderness with a decision that he will not use his status or his rank as the Son of God to get people to serve him. He will use his relationship with God as a means to serve and love others. The Spirit driving Jesus out into the wilderness is to get Jesus to really consider, to really contemplate, to really think about what kind of life are you going to live, Jesus? What are you going to be about? Elizabeth Fry came to this same understanding about her life and her relationship with God. She was going to live a life of service to others. And so she went to people in need in the prison and served them continually for her life. Despite all the obstacles, despite all the challenges, despite what others said about her. Christians, you need to know today that these three scenes that we read about here in the first chapter of Mark's Gospel that talk to us about Jesus' life should be a mirror for our life as well. Scene one, Christian, you get baptized. You have a relationship with God. You come to see God's love for you and how pleased God is with you. You come to know that your sins have been forgiven and the Spirit of God dwells on you. And that's beautiful and it's wonderful and that's worth celebrating. And then Christian, be aware of scene two. The Spirit is driving you out into the wilderness to consider what you will do with the gifts that God has given to you. What will you do with the relationship that God has bestowed upon you? Will you serve yourself or serve others? The Spirit comes to us and forces us to answer that question. And then scene three, if we choose rightly, then we join in with the work of Christ, engaging in the ministry to the world, serving others. This is what Jesus did. This is what Elizabeth did. We are followers of Jesus. We will go where Jesus leads and guides us, and we will experience the same things that Jesus experienced. That means all the wonderful and blessed moments, 
And that also means all the challenging and hard moments as well. Elizabeth did not let the horrible conditions of the prison or society's standards deter her from doing the work of God and serving her neighbor. She was faithful in following Jesus. Beloved, as you begin a holy Lent, consider what your life is about. Are you serving yourself? Are you serving others? There are people around you that you will come across every day of your life. There are people who are living in our community and in our society that are in great need. And the Spirit of God is calling us to go and serve them and to care for them and to love them. Join with Jesus. Join with Elizabeth and serve all that you meet.